first of all, thank everybody so much for taking the time to listen to my episodes and to give me feedback. I am actually going to use some feedback that I got from a listener in regards to my first episode that was titled Blame Game with No Winners. Merve, I'm hoping I do not slaughter this young lady's name, but pretty sure that's how it said. She reached out to me and she basically told me that she listened to the entire podcast and she said that although I would like to say that the example that you gave about men not being shit is very victim blamey, women aren't at fault for the things that men say and do to them. Choosing men that are shitty isn't a woman's fault. I'm sure women do not seek out shitty men. So when she said this to me, I definitely understood where she was coming from because I know quite a few men and women who got into relationships with people after spending quite a bit of time with them and then later on finding out that this person was not who they thought they were. But as I explained to her in a response email, the only thing that I can speak from definitively is my own perspective, my own experience. And my experiences have been that I have been in failed relationships because I have been in relationships that should not have been relationships to begin with. Now, what I mean when I say that is that I am what, you know, (laughs) what you would call a serial monogamous. Whenever I look back on my entire life, honestly, like my entire adult life and even going into my high school days, I was always somebody's girlfriend. I was always somebody's girlfriend. And then, of course, I was always somebody's wife. And then, you know, while I would go through the separation process, I would, you know, still be to myself or whatever. And then it was like, as soon as that ink dried, I was somebody else's girlfriend. I was somebody else's commitment, somebody else's partner. And what that did was basically stunted my development. Now, fast forward to my last marriage and it forced me into this really weird situation. And I'll go ahead and touch on it a little bit, but I don't want to get too far in the weeds because that will literally take us into an entire other episode (laughs) if I do. But what I did was I was married, but I didn't have a husband. I was committed, but I didn't have a partner. And he just physically was not in the home with me for the better portion of seven years. And during that time frame, of course, I'm married. So I can't, I can't be dating anybody. I'm married, but I don't have anybody that I'm obligated to, so to speak, like day in and day out. So I'm kind of existing almost in this state of purgatory. I, (laughs) all I could do was take time to really get to know me. And as I took that time to get to know me, I started to look back on my relationships, my marriages and people that I dated. And I was like, what was I thinking? Because whenever you really look at things, I shouldn't have been with those people. Because if I looked at myself as a whole person and I looked at the things that I needed, the things that I'm not okay with, the deal breakers. If I had actually taken real inventory of that and dated with, you know, with those boxes to check, some people say, you know, oh, it's not good to do that. But Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now, I'm, there's, there's levels to some shit. You can't just be out here. He has to be, you know, X amount of height. He has to be X amount of weight. He has to have X amount of job. He, you know, now I'm not saying that those things don't matter, but because, because I am one of those people, I will say 
you know, I I want him, I, like, I actually want to be attracted to him. I want to look at him and, you know, not, if I'm mad at you, I at least want to still enjoy looking at you. Like, I can't stand him, but dang, you pretty or whatever. You know, like, I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm mad at him. Ain't he ugly? I can't stand the way he breathes. I don't want to be that person. So, you know, that is one of my boxes. But all I'm talking about is like the, the super, you know, trivial stuff. Like, you know, he has to know how to play the piano with his feet. What? Stuff like that is insane. You know, because there are some people that just have these boxes that to they, they make no sense to anyone except the person who has the boxes to be checked off on. But what I'm talking about are those deal breakers, those things that feed into the heart and soul of who I am as a person. I didn't even know what those things were because I, I was spending so much time being with somebody, being somebody's girlfriend, being somebody's wife. Not that I wasn't being myself, but I wasn't even really able to take the time to focus on just how much I need someone who is more of a leader than me. I'll use that as an example. I thought because I am this free-spirited, you know, wild child, aggressive person. Mm -mm. I need somebody that's just going to let me do what I need to do. Let me do what I want to do and stay out my way. That is the worst thing you can do to me because it's almost like I have no sense of respect for you as a, as a partner, as a mate. Because I, you know, I, I guess... I'm the type of person that kind of needs boundaries around me whenever it comes to our relationship and not not necessarily boundaries to control me, but boundaries that say you want to keep me safe. You want me to be, you know, yours. And um, that, that's just what, work, what works for me um, because I've been in relationships where they just would let me run wild and I was running the show. I was doing everything. I was at the front of, you know, anytime anybody would, you know, be introduced to us, it was always, oh, it's Natasha and so-and-so. Or, you know, it was coming to me and asking me, you know, if we would be available for such and such or whatever. And as crazy as it might, as it might sound, maybe that's a crazy box. Who knows? But for me, I need somebody who can, can lead me. I'm, I'm not the person who wants to dominate my, my, my partner. And there are some relationships where that works, where the female is the dominant force and the male partner is not. Um, it, for me, that just did not work. It made me extremely uncomfortable. And I, I learned through that relationship that I'm very much a traditionalist and some people may call it archaic or whatever. But those are things that I need and I wasn't even aware that I needed it until I was by myself, until I had, you know, no one that I had to answer to, no nobody that I was physically committed to. But then I just really started looking at the things that I was able to thrive from, you know, from that relationship. I actually looked at all of my relationships and I, I started to see what was good about some and what was bad about others, what was indifferent about some, what was horrible about others and what was great about others. And in taking that time, I really realized that I didn't know myself well enough for me to even interview <laughs> these guys that I was dating. And it was because I never had the time by myself to myself. It's not that I'm trying to, you know, victim blame. It's that for my situation, I'm definitely not a victim. Anybody who knows me will let you know I do not take the victim stance in anything. It's also that I I simply was not, I, I wasn't doing due diligence on my side to make sure that I was getting to know the people that I was dating. So now I find myself single and ready to mingle. 
But I have to make sure that I am actually seeing people for who they are. And in my last episode, I spoke about I'm working on not romanticizing things. I'm working on making sure that whenever I go on a date with somebody, whenever I talk to somebody, I actually hear what they tell me. I hear who they are. The example that I used in um, the blame game was that I was actually dating this guy. I was pretty much, uh, well, not pretty much, but I was in a, a relationship with him, but I really had no understanding of just how much he lacked any sort of drive or direction when it came to being goal oriented or even having the tenacity to just fight through things. And that was an extreme turnoff. That, it was just mind blowing to me as a, you know, a, a mom who kind of goes out there, puts her head down and, and gets stuff done come hell or high water, watching this guy who was a single father make all the excuses in the world for why he couldn't get another job and everything was wrong. Everybody was trying to hold him back. No, you're holding you back. But I couldn't even be mad at him because we had only known each other for a very short time. And I was like, oh, but you know what? He's funny and he thinks I'm great. And we have such a good time together. All the things that I was romanticizing about him, instead of me focusing on the fact of, look at this man. Girl, just look at him. You know, dang on good and well, this dude is going to start getting on your nerves in about 2.5 days. And sure enough, as soon as things started to go bad, as soon as he had to to fight through something, I was irritated. Now, had I actually just dated him and not, you know, casually dated him, I would have known these things. I would have known, like, you know what? He's cool to be, like, social with, but I don't even know if I could be friends with him. But here I am talking about I'm dating this dude. There was nobody to blame for that except me. There was nobody that I could look at and be like... I can't believe you let me do that because nobody is going to let me do anything anyway. I'm going to do what I want. But this is what I wanted to do. And why did I want to do that? Because I was romanticizing things because I was like, oh, you know, he gets, you know, he gets along so well with me and we laugh so much together. And that's a good thing. Yeah. But that's not, you know, one of the qualities that I, I well, yeah, it is. I actually need somebody that has a sense of humor, but I also need somebody who has drive and ambition. I'm not going to date somebody that I'm solely basing my my desires toward them on potential. At 42, no, we're not doing potential anymore. Potential is for your 20s. Potential is for your your 30s, maybe. At this point in the game, nah. I mean, maybe for somebody else it is. But for me, no, it's not. And I know these things about myself because I've spent time with myself to acknowledge that I've raised a grown man. I have raised my son. I'm not trying to raise nobody else. I definitely want to be at my man's side and be supportive of him while he's, you know, chasing down whatever dreams of his it is that he, you know, he's chasing. But while you chasing those dreams, I need you to go ahead and make sure that you stamping off on these responsibilities too. Because if you are not doing that, I, I have no time for it. So instead of me looking at all of these things and seeing them for exactly what they are, I was, you know, just taking the smallest thing and blowing it up in my head and saying, oh, this can be great. This can be wonderful. And then for the better portion of seven and a half, which was almost eight years, I was, that was not the case. There was nobody. It was just crickets and me and my thoughts. <laughs> and where are you now, Natasha? And you're not that chick that wants to stay by herself for the rest of her life. You're not that woman who wants to, you know, own a ton of cats. 
Because I really don't. I mean, I I do love Savannah cats. I think they're beautiful. But I'm not trying to be the chick that has a whole... I'm not trying to be the crazy cat lady because I'm sitting here single. Like, I want to find that person where we can laugh and joke and have a good time. And we get old and we're sitting on the porch and all of the kids in the neighborhood are either terrified to walk through my yard or they love coming over to my uh, house because I'm that cool old lady down the street or whatever. But... I, I want to have a partner to, you know, to live out my old age with, but I'm not trying to go through three more committed partners because I don't want to be married again. Shocker. But I, I, <laughs> I don't want to be married again because at this point, I just don't see the purpose for myself. I'm saying it's not for others, but for me, eh, I've checked that box quite a few times. I feel like, you know, the pin is broken now. I don't need to do that. I want, I want my partner. And if I'm going to find a partner, I have to be responsible. So I can't look and say, well, this is what was wrong with that ex. And this, this is what was wrong with that one. And I didn't like this about that one. I can't look at all of those things. I have to look at who I am, what it is that I desire out of a relationship. And whenever I'm dating, I need to focus on those actual qualities that I require for me to, you know, for me to be successful in a partnership. And I would hope whomever it is, he finds those qualities in me that he needs for him to be successful in a relationship. But that's only going to happen if I take ownership for where I messed up in the past, the missteps that I made in the past, the oversights that I made in the past, the romanticizing that I did in the past. And I look at myself today and say, okay, Natasha, this is enough of this shit. You got to get it together. Because if you want something that's actually real and something that has teeth and something that has legs that can thrive on its own as an actual relationship, you need to see things for what they are and make sure that whatever qualities it is that you need, that person has. And that's only going to happen if I actually date with my blinders off and stop becoming the girlfriend or the committed partner to every guy who says, oh yeah, let's, let's make it official. Nah, hold on player. What are we making official? You and your foolishness? No. (laughs) I need to make sure that I'm allowing these official relationships to actually be something that I desire for myself. Hopefully, as y'all are listening to this, if y'all are out there in the dating world, you're doing the same thing. Not looking at what it is that you want to see in the person, but looking at what they are actually showing you about themselves. Not just saying, you know, well, you know, she... She looks like she could be so great at this. But if she's showing you that she's not great at whatever it is, take her word on it. Because odds are that's the truth. Now, does that mean that this person cannot become that? That's not saying that at all. But if that's something that you require, if you require that this person has a nurturing heart because you are a nurturing personality, because you want to have five kids with this person, I suggest you wait so you can see that nurturing side. Then say, oh. Box checked. We're good. Let's let's go forth and prosper. But not sitting back saying, you know, oh, I'm sure she can. And then once y'all get together and you realize that she can't, you can't get mad at her. She showed you that. Just like I can't get mad at any of any of my boyfriends or husbands because they showed me who they were. I just didn't want to listen. Be mindful about how you're dating. Don't go out here complaining about ah, these men ain't shit. Uh all these women only want X. They only want Z. Don't do that. Look at yourself and say, okay, well, you know, why do I keep running into the exact same kind of, kind of problems? Common denominator, people. A lot of us don't want to acknowledge it, 
But a lot of times we are the common denominator. We are the common factor and we are the problem. Not saying that we're bad people. It's saying that we are the problem because we are picking these people as our partners. And they all happen to be the exact same type. You can't fault people for being who they are, but you can't fault yourself for picking the exact same thing that you say you don't want time and time again. The dating game. Be responsible. Own your part. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Talks with Tasha. If you would like to find me on social media, the Instagram name is at Talks with Tasha podcast or at Tasha Talks on Twitter. You can also find me on my Facebook page at Talks with Tasha podcast. Don't forget to like it and share. And we also have a group that is dedicated just to the listeners under the title Talks with Tasha podcast, The Lounge Room. Feel free to search it, join and go get in on the uh, group discussions. You can also reach out to me on any of those platforms directly, or if you would like to, feel free to send me an email with any of your comments, questions, concerns, or any additional topics that you would like for me to discuss. And you can find that at um, TalksWithTashaPodcast at gmail.com. That is TalksWithTashaPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. And as always, take care of yourself.